the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses, or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is Always Right on AM 1420, The Answer. Here's your host, Bob France. Yes, indeed, and a great morning to you, seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock. And we're underway on this Tuesday. It's the 15th morning of the second month of the year of our Lord, 2022. We are always right, never left, always right, never wrong. We're bringing you facts, not just opinions, facts each and every hour of the day. Really appreciate you being with us. Coming up on the program in about an hour at uh, 1010, Mark Pukita is going to join us. Mark Pukita is one of the uh, candidates for Senate in that massive primary race, uh, the Republican primary, that is. And... uh going to be very interesting to talk to Mark, because Mark isn't really calling today to campaign. You know, we talked to Gibbons and Vance and Mandel and Bernie Moreno before he dropped out, and as many of these people as we can, including Mark Piquita, but uh, Mark isn't going to call the campaign today. What Mark is doing now is he is fighting to expose the ORP and its corruption. And you know what? I'm all about it. I am with him. He is tired of the, you know, the lost money. He is tired of the backroom deals that allow the ORP to get together and endorse somebody like Mike DeWine, by the way, for governor again. So this is this is a big deal. This is not about focusing on his campaign. It's about the corruption in the ORP. He has released a lot of important information, and uh, I want to hear him. I want to hear what he says. He wants to implement much-needed reforms. Admit to past and current failures, those brochures he's putting out. Uh, this is a big deal, exposing corruption in the ORP. He plans on doing this on Friday at the ORP meeting. Uh, but we're going to talk about it here today with Mark Piquita at 1010 this morning. Then at 1035, this is just a little bit of, um, I don't know, symbiosis, if you want. Uh, it's just coincidence, I guess, is, is a much, I don't know, I don't like that way. I like symbiosis. I think it's karmic, perhaps. Coming up at uh, 1035, Molly Smith will join us for the first time in uh, preview and promotion of Bringing America Back to Life. Molly Smith, of course, is the Cleveland Right to Life president. She is the host. 
She works eleven and eleven months and and, and three weeks, uh, three and a half weeks, I guess is what we'll say. She works eleven months and three and a half weeks. Now, how about this? She works three hundred sixty-three out of three hundred sixty-five days a year, planning the other two days. Those two days are March eleventh and March twelfth in Independence, and that is BABL, bringing America back to life. The massive conference that is held every year. It's a two-day event. I have been asked again to MC this wonderful event as we um, do everything we can to shine a massive spotlight on the horrors and the evils uh, of abortion, of the terrible uh, impacts that it has on so many lives. Obviously, the uh, soul and the body of a baby is crushed in such terrible things, but the souls are crushed of mothers all across uh, this country and would-be fathers as well. Um, Bringing America back to life is just so eye-opening. I went to the conference last year and emceed it for the first time, blown away by the extraordinary stories told by so many speakers, met so many wonderful people who are just so dedicated to saving babies' lives. It was wonderful. And uh, she asked me if I would do it again this year, and it took me about a 0.8 seconds to say I'm in. So I'll be there on March 11th and March 12th, and Molly will join us today, today to talk about it at 1035. Now, why is that karmic and symbiotic? What, what is, a, is the nature of that? Well, today is our annual pre-born campaign. Now, you know we do this once a year. It's extraordinarily important. It's a one-day event. And um, we're going to ask you to simply open up your heart and then open up your wallet and save babies' lives. Preborn, the preborn ministry, uh, is dedicated, as you know, to uh, providing more and more ultrasounds, and in the in the best case scenarios, ultrasound machines paid for and put into places where women can have an opportunity to see their babies through the ultrasounds because of the overwhelming number of them that are on the edge and teetering back and forth between delivering their child and ending their child's life. Uh, the overwhelming number of them choose, once they see their baby, to save their baby, to have their baby, to allow their baby to live. Uh, so Preborn is with us today, and we're going to be talking uh, throughout the day, throughout the uh, two-hour program with Scott Wilder about exactly what needs to happen in order to save babies' lives. So it's really kind of just wonderful that we have Molly Smith coming on today about BAPL, and we'll have Scott Wilder with us here uh, throughout the program talking about Preborn and what we need you to do in order to uh, donate to save babies' lives. And by the way, I'm going to tell you, no, no, uh, no pressure, but expectations are high because each and every year that we have done a preborn campaign on one day in the year, um, we overwhelmingly crush our goal. There is a goal of how many babies we can save in one two-hour show or in one day on a radio station, and we crush it every single year. And that's because of you and your dedication and your belief in the sanctity of life. So we're going to ask you today to keep meeting that goal, keep exceeding that goal, and let's continue to set the standard um, here on uh, AM 1420, The Answer. It's just very, very important to us. Now, before I get started with the news of the day, uh, what do you say we ask you to rise, as we always do? Patriots, please stand. Face your flag if you have one. By the way, keep them coming. I'm getting so many flag pictures on my Facebook Instant Messenger, 
and on my Getter account. Uh, Getter, Facebook, you just look for my name. You can't, you can't join me because I already have uh, maxed out in terms of the number of friends. But you can DM me your pictures. And on Getter, it's always right, WHK. People are sending me those flag pictures, whatever they stand before, when they say the pledge each and every day on this program. I love it. I love it. These are all going to be put into a big uh, folder, and they're going to be on display on my website coming up very, very shortly. But keep sending me those pictures of your flag. And with that, stand and face that flag and join us for our pledge. If you are a Biden voter, if you are a believer in fascism, like that which we are seeing to the north of our border. We'll talk about that in a moment. If you are a believer in mandating people's medical freedom away, if you are a believer in strapping your children under face diapers in order to protect them from something that is not a threat to them, all in an attempt to get more control over the people, if you are among those far-left lunatics well, you go go ahead and take your knee next to Colin Kaepernick, because we know you don't stand for this pledge anyway. For the rest of us, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I want you to pay special attention to that word liberty this morning. And be thankful that you are where you are for the time being. For the time being. And I'll explain why. North of our border. Usually the troubles are mostly south of our border. And they are, because we don't have a southern border. But we generally kind of just think everything is hunky-dory up in America's attic. That's what a lot of people refer to as Canada, Canada as. It's just America's attic. Some people call it America's hat. Yeah, they do their own thing up there, and it's pretty nice. It's not quite the same as it is down here. Well, it is no longer what you thought it was. Canada has gone full fascist. How do we know? Because their fascist little dictator, Justin Trudeau, has just declared martial law in Canada. Justin Trudeau has invoked what they call in Canada as the Emergency Powers Act in order to stop truckers who are protesting for freedom. Defending it this way. The federal government has invoked the Emergencies Act to supplement provincial and territorial capacity to address the blockades and occupations. I want to be very clear. The scope of these measures will be time-limited, geographically targeted, as well as reasonable and proportionate. Reasonable and proportionate martial law is what Justin Trudeau has declared. The Emergencies Act in the nation of Canada has never, ever been implemented before. It's never been invoked. This This is breaking new ground. Justin Trudeau does not believe that Canadians believe to be free, or deserve to be free, rather. He does not believe that Canadians deserve the right to do what they want with their bodies with respect to forced vaccinations. He believes Canadians need to fall in line behind what he says is accurate science. He doesn't have to prove that. He just has to say that. And this little tyrannical dictator, this little beta male, Justin Trudeau, flexing to try to give himself some sort of international creds with the rest of the woke crowds, most of them in Europe. Little Justin Trudeau says that 
his forced vaccination program is not actually dividing Canadians. And the impact of uh, social media and uh, illicit funding of concerted activities designed to destabilize a country that has the highest vaccination rate of many of our peer countries, Canada, uh, around an issue that is not dividing Canadians. There are 60, 70 miles worth of trucks lined up all the way into Ottawa. The roadsides were lined by thousands upon thousands upon thousands of Canadians cheering them on against vaccine mandates. And this little weasel stands before Parliament and declares that my program is not dividing Canadians. What exactly do you consider those people? Oh, never mind. I remember. Those are the little fringe minority groups who have unacceptable views. Are you following this yet? Fringe minority groups with unacceptable views. In Canada, there is such a thing as an unacceptable view. Now, again... I don't want to beat this into the ground, but I have talked about this at you know at length before. But just very briefly, there are free nations in this world beyond the United States of America, but not truly free. It's one of the reasons why so many people from even free nations are trying with all of their might, spending all of their money, using all of their resources to get to the United States, where true freedom reigns. Or at least it always has. It, too, is in serious jeopardy now because of the policies being implemented by our little Justin Trudeau. The difference, of course, being one is just straight-up fascist and evil, and the other one is fascist and has dementia, so he doesn't really know what he's doing. But the reality of this situation is this. In the United States of America, there's no such thing as an unacceptable view. You're allowed to have an opinion. Now, are you allowed to express that opinion in the United States? Well, that depends on where you're trying to express it. If you're trying to express it publicly, particularly on social media, if you're trying to reach a following of people, no, you can't. You can have your views, but you cannot express them. You will be shut down. Well, in Canada, they're doing more than that. This is the difference between a free country in a country that is ostensibly free, but not really, because we can always do this. This is the Deputy Prime Minister of Canada, Christia Freeland, speaking for Justin Trudeau and announcing the following. The government is issuing an order with immediate effect under the Emergencies Act authorizing Canadian financial institutions to temporarily cease providing financial services where the institution suspects that an account is being used to further the illegal blockades and occupations. Did you, uh, did you catch that? If you're a Canadian citizen, or if you are part of a Canadian group, that is supporting the truckers and their protest movement to regain freedom from a fascist government that has stolen it from them, then the Canadian banks have the authority of the federal government to freeze your assets. The Canadian banks, on their own, can make the decision to freeze your assets. 
under the new rules put forth under the Emergencies Act in Canada. They'll give guidance to the banks, and the banks will decide, hmm, I wonder if this individual is using some of this money to support and fund um, the truckers. Let's have a look at their transaction history. Oh, looky there. A GoFund, uh, GoFundMe donation of $200 to the Canadian truckers. That's illegal. Account frozen. You no longer have access to your money. This is flat-out dictatorial. We can throw these words around, dictator, fascist, tyrant, but but don't, don't let that stuff, and sometimes those are overused, don't let the frequent use of those words um, in any way minimize the seriousness of this. This is tyranny. This is dictatorial. This is, is fascist. Free people who have their own money in Canadian banks aren't going to be able to to access it because the government says we don't want you spending it on the blockade we don't want you spending it on the protest where people are fighting not just against vaccine mandates but against all government mandates all government mandates and orders and dictatorial decisions that take away freedom well we're gonna we're gonna we're, I'm just I'm picturing and I'm and I'm seeing in my mind's eye um, Orwell, and I'm picturing O'Brien in the midst of torturing Winston Smith, in explaining why and how the party does what it does. And he said, "If you want a vision of the future, picture a boot stomping on a human face. Right now, the boots of of the little Beta." Uh, uh, Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister, the boot of, of, of tyranny is on the face of Canadians. And I will tell you this, if they get the opportunity to do so, the same sort of act, the same sort of order will be implemented. In fact, he tried it with the OSHA mandate. Joe Biden tried to say jab or job, you pick. Don't get the jab, you don't have a job. Fortunately... We were able to fight back in this free country, and the Supreme Court said, no, can't do that. But if we're not careful, the same sort of martial law could be implemented here because they are that desperate to expand, to cling to first, and then to expand their power. This is extraordinary. We've got to talk about it together. 216-901-0945-888-281-1110. Quick time out here. We're going to come back and check in for the first time with Scott Wilder. Let's save babies' lives. Coming up on AM 1420, The Answer. Always right with Bob Franz on AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, we're going to get to your phone calls as we go this morning. I do have a couple of guests coming up later on as well. Be patient with me, though, because today's an important day. A lot of people listen to this program on the website by way of the uh, WHK radio uh, streaming feed. So if you're on the website right now, you may notice a banner at the top of that page, on the homepage. And that banner is for Preborn, the Preborn ministry that we partner with. And we, uh, we like to take one day a year and, may, and have a massive, massive fundraising campaign to save the lives of babies. I want you to click that banner when you get a chance. And I want to welcome Scott Wilder back to our program now. Scott Wilder with Preborn Ministry is with us to help save babies live. Good morning, Scott. 
Good morning, Bob. It's such, such a, an honor to be with you again. Third year in a row. So there are babies alive today that are under a year old because of what we did together last year. And there are one-year-olds that are alive because of what we did the year before. So today we have one day and one day only. And so it's a great pleasure to be with you. If I could just tell you a quick story about the power of an ultrasound. Ultrasounds save lives. $140 can save five babies. $280 saves 10. We're going to save 200 babies today. But let me give you an example of the power the ultrasound. I think of a young couple that came to a preborn center recently, high school sophomores, so 15 or 16 years old, uh, unmarried, of course. The girl brought her boyfriend, the father of the baby, with her. They were actually on their way to get an abortion, but she had heard that we provide free ultrasounds. Young man came in, sat down far away from the machine, ball cap on, head down, cell phone out, of course. As the girl saw the truth of what's actually happening in her body, as she saw her baby, for the first time, as someone like you introduced her to her baby for the first time. She said, come see this. It's amazing. He didn't look up, didn't break stride on his phone, still wanted nothing to do with it. But then the sonographer put the Doppler on the young woman's belly. And the sound of the baby's heartbeat resounded in the room. He put his cell phone down. He stood up, eyebrows up, finger to the ceiling, and he said, that's a baby. He said, I don't know what we're going to do, but I know what we're not going to do. We're not going to abort our baby. It is amazing the power of an ultrasound. Ultrasounds save lives. If we could save just 10 babies in the next 10 minutes, it's a total of $280. Somebody may want to say, I'll take half of that 200 at $2,800. What we raise here stays here, and every single penny goes directly to providing ultrasounds. Nobody else can tell you that. But but we separately fundraise for administrative and all that kind of stuff so that when we're with you here for this WHK Radio family tradition of in Valentine's Month saving babies, uh, we say to you uh, truthfully, every single penny goes directly to providing ultrasounds for the girls and women right here. These are your babies, your grandbabies, your nieces and, and uh, your granddaughters that are getting the free ultrasound. So would you join us saving babies today? It's one day only. You only have one day to do it. Not going to talk. If you call tomorrow, uh, you know, Bob will say, oh, you can, but we're not doing that anymore. So today is the day. You already know what you think about it, especially if you've done it before. Here is the phone number, 833 833- 850 baby 8338502229 one day only or you can go online uh, bob as you said click on the preborn banner at whkradio.com yeah it's um it's a remarkable thing when i see these numbers and i hear those stories that you just told to the numbers are incredible i'm looking at the preborn uh, 2021 impact 42,951 babies were saved last year 56 ultrasound machines were placed as well um, it, it, it's it's incredible I mean if there's anything more valuable than saving and preserving life I don't know what it is there are certain things that you can donate to that make you feel good there are a lot of worthwhile charities out there but I don't know that any of them rise to the level of hey let's stop a child from being killed let's save that baby's life and when we phrase it that way scott you know 140 dollars to save five babies lives i don't know how you can't just pull out your credit card and say let's do that no that's it's right and i'll tell you something else uh we've waited how long have we waited for the right president at the right time with the right congress the right court the right mood to do the right thing this is not solved by bans 
because this is a matter of the heart. What we know is uh, every woman who has an opportunity to see her baby, uh, to hear her heartbeat, when you introduce her to her baby for the first time, when you give her the first picture she's ever going to have of her baby out of all the firsts, I mean, first step, first words, first tooth, first grade, first date, first dance, first car, going to college, all those pictures, you're giving her the very first picture. And I would argue that without that first picture, there just might not be any of those other pictures. That's right. So today we have a chance to do it, and I hope you'll do it right now. Don't look to somebody else to do this. This is almost free. Everybody can do it, and we hope you'll just join us and say, you know what, I'm going to reach out. I'm going to love somebody I've never met and give them the truth at the most important time in her life when the whole world lies to her. I want to give her the truth at 833-850-2229 or online at whkradio.com. Pregnant girls and women in situations like this that they may seem as they may feel like is desperate, they are far, far, far more likely to choose life for their baby when they see that baby on an ultrasound. Let's save their lives. You just heard the number, 833-850-BABY. And we're back after the news. Spreading the light of liberty and holding the line against the darkness of tyranny. Always right with Bob France on AM 1420. The answer. Yeah, I feel pretty good about that uh, rejoiner. It is all about liberty. I'm going to explain why in a moment. I spent uh, spent a good portion of the opening monologue talking about the uh, martial law that has uh, has now ensnared Canadians. And and by the way, I don't know what kind of a reach you might have with a Canadian friend or family member. I don't know what kind of a reach I might have because, of course, the beauty of radio in this age is that it can be reached all around the world by way of uh, the Internet and a variety of other uh, sources of streaming audio content. But I will say this. To all Canadians, and anybody who's listening right now who can reach somebody who is a friend in Canada, I've got a few. Take your money out of your bank right now. Literally every nickel you have, take it out of your bank immediately. You want to see how quickly Justin Trudeau reverses his course? Crush and cripple the Canadian banking system. They are now allowing the banks to decide whether or not you can spend your money on things that you choose. They are now telling you you cannot spend your money, Canadians, on the truckers. If you're supporting in any one of those fundraising sites, if you're buying fuel in massive amounts and putting it in cans and taking them to trucks to keep them running, if you're buying food and sending it to those uh, those protesters, anything that the banks determine that you are using to support the protest, the blockade, the, the, the convoy, they are now allowed under orders of the federal government's Emergency Powers Act in Canada to freeze your assets. This This is... This is... Chinese Communist Party territory. This is Socialist Venezuela territory. I mean, what we are talking about is just flat-out theft of funds and flat-out tyranny. The only way to back against it is cripple their banking system. 
Take every nickel you have out of your account now. Call your friends. If you've got friends and family members in Canada, email them, text them, do something to let them know. The only thing to do is en masse. Millions of Canadians need to take their funds out right now. Fight back the only way that you can. Now, I want to talk about freedom, but I want to remind you again, because we're going to be checking in with Scott in a few minutes. Scott Wilder from uh, Preborn, don't forget, we are looking to save babies' lives today. And every moment that I'm on the air, I need you to be calling 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229. Or you can also do it, do it on the website. The Preborn banner is at whkradio.com. Please save ba- 28 bucks saves a baby. 56 bucks saves two babies. It's a lot easier to save five babies and say $140, write a check, put it on your credit card. We need to save babies, and we need to do, need to do it right now. I'm very, very proud of this audience because we've done this for the last two years. This is the third year, and each time we have blown past our goal in just two hours. We have blown past it. I don't know who sets the goals or how they do it. All I know is they tell me at the end of the day we crushed our goal because this audience cares about babies' lives. Please be doing that as I tell you more about freedom. Now, freedom is a word that we have in this country taken for granted, I think, for, very, for uh, far too long, for a very, very long time. In Canada, it means something a little bit different, but I, I think we're probably starting to bridge any kind of gap we have between us and them, and I'm not talking about the bridge that was blocked. I'm talking about the ideological bridge and the understanding of the word freedom, because freedom has apparently become the new dirty word to the far left. The Canadian Broadcast Company published this op-ed on Sunday. I was going to read it to you yesterday, but I couldn't. And I probably can't read the entire thing to you now, but but you need to hear this. The word freedom is now a curse word in Canada. And among the far left, probably it's a curse word here in the United States as well. The CB, CDC, or CBC, rather, Canadian Broadcast Company, why the word freedom is such a useful rallying cry for protesters, subheadlined, the word has become common among far-right groups, experts say. I'll pause before I give, I give you the, the meat of this by saying if desiring freedom that has been granted to us by God and only limited by man makes us far-right, then I will proudly be far-right. And they use that as a pejorative when they say far right, meaning far right radicals, extremists, or you know, dangerous, uh, violent militia groups, and et cetera, et cetera. But I will tell you this: I know I'm on the right side of history if I'm on the side of freedom. So call me what you want, put me wherever you wish on that ideological scale. Call me far right if you want for believing in freedom, but I would rather believe in freedom and be called far right than to believe in government tyranny to be called a moderate or worse. As demonstrations against COVID-19 restrictions continue across Canada, the word freedom is on the lips and placards of many protesters. Often associated with protests and rallies in the United States, the term has taken hold among protesters who are part of the Freedom Convoy, which rolled into Ottawa in late January and has become entrenched in the city's downtown. For many, freedom is a malleable term, one that's open to, open to interpretation. I'll stop there and editorialize. No, it isn't. It's not malleable. Free means free. Not a little free. Not kind of, but we still run the show. You get a little bit of free. No, 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 no. It's not malleable. It's not open to, interp- open to interpretation. You either believe in freedom or you do not. 
That flexibility in part has fueled its growth among certain groups, said Barbara Perry, the director of the Center on Hate, Bias, and Extremism in the Ottawa-based Ontario Tech University. I assume that's their version of the SPLC, the Southern Poverty Law Center. It is a term that has resonated, she said. You can define it and understand it and sort of manipulate it in a way that makes sense to you and is useful to you, depending on your perspective. It's also a term that has thrived among far-right groups. There's that word again, said Perry, who said that the presence of far-right groups in Canada is growing. Again, using that as a pejorative, using that as an insult, as a, da- a term of, uh, of, of, uh, to express danger. Trucks continue to block streets in downtown Ottawa with their horns blasting in defiance of a court injunction. As the protest against COVID-19 public health rules stretches into its third weekend, Ottawa police say their officers were overwhelmed by aggressive behavior from demonstrators on Friday night. As seen among some protesters currently opposing vaccine mandates and other public health measures, that's also a very, that's an air-quoted term, uh, freedom signals a desire for freedom from government intervention or overreach. I think it resonates very much much with what we've been seeing and maybe takes some inspiration from what we've been seeing in the U.S. over the last year and a half or so, leading up to the last election and the events of January 6th, she said. Protesters have gridlocked the streets of Ottawa with tractor trailers and personal vehicles for 16 days as part of what they call the Freedom Convoy. Similar protests have sprung up across Canada in the wake of ongoing demonstrations in the nation's capital, including the international border crossings in Ontario, Manitoba, and Alberta. Convoy protesters are calling for an end to all vaccine mandates, as well as other pandemic-related restrictions. Canada Unity, one of the main organizing groups behind the protest, says on its website it is committed to upholding freedom of choice for Canadians. You can see where this is going. You can see exactly where this is going. This is, again, from the Canadian Broadcast Company, arguing against freedom and condemning and insulting and criticizing those who believe in freedom. Evan Balgord, executive director of the Canadian Anti-Hate Network, says many protesters frame their... I love how they try to frame this with with hate. These are hate groups. Far-right hate groups. What's hateful about not wanting to take an untested, potentially very dangerous toxin into your body at literally the tip of a sphere, or or rather, in this case, a syringe from the government? How is it hateful? Many protesters uh, frame their calls for freedom centers, uh, for, for freedom rather, renders the word meaningless. And what they're really asking for is a shift in government policy that could potentially have a negative impact on others. You knew that where it was going. When they're yelling, they care so much about their freedom, they're taking freedom away from other people who don't have the same kind of agency and choice they do. See, this is the same type of language that leads to socialist, Marxist, and communist uh, takeovers in in unprepared countries. They try to tell you and convince you that your personal freedom is not what's important. What's good is what's good for the common good. What's good for the state. What's good for the entirety of the population, not your own personal freedom. And as long as the state deems that what you are doing to be for the common good, it shall be allowed. If the state deems what you want to do with your own personal body is not good for the common good, because it might harm other people's bodies in the event that you breathe on them, 
Well, then that's not allowed. I mean, we're literally defining communism here. Individual rights take a back seat to the state rights or to the state's decision on what is good for the society as a whole. A person drags a freedom banner as they walk toward Parliament Hill. I continue with the CDC or CBC, uh, that's Canadian Broadcast Company press release or op-ed, I guess. The word is one that can have many interpretations, and it's part of the reason it has been embraced by some groups, according to researcher Barbara Perry. The concept of freedom, you ready for this, can be used to reject equality. Did you know that if you believe in freedom, in this American nation that is called the land of the what? How's that go again? I think it's land of the free and the home of the brave. Did you know that if you embrace that freedom, you are embracing inequality, according to the left? Notice I didn't say the American left here, because we're talking about now the Canadian left, which is running the nation of Canada. To see the word freedom bandied about as part of these protests points to a broader circulation of what Elizabeth Anker called violent forms of freedom. Freedom is a slippery concept, said the associate professor of political science at George Washington University and the author of Ugly Freedom, which examines the history of how freedom as a concept has been used in American society. On the far right, individual freedom is often translated into somebody who refuses to be bound by norms of equality, treating all people equally, or norms to remedy inequality, whether, uh, whether that's trying to remedy racial discrimination or gender discrimination. The word has been used by far-right groups as part of a pushback against efforts to remedy inequality. I'm going to stop there because I want to take a time out and then come back and talk to Scott Wilder again, but did you ever think we would come to a time and come to a place in the United States of America, even though we are talking about a Canadian uh, um, broadcast company uh, op-ed here, that we would have to define the word freedom in a way that is in a way that is uh, a positive way, that we would have to find a way to make sure everybody knows that the freedom we're talking about isn't the kind that is racist, that the freedom we're talking about isn't the kind that is sexist, that the freedom we're talking about isn't bigoted or isn't hateful in any way. Did you ever think that freedom would need to be defended in, in, in its language, in its definition? Did you ever think there was another way to view freedom? To view it in a negative way? I never thought we'd get there. But here we are. They're trying to redefine people using the word freedom to defend the trucker's convoy as being hateful bigots who don't believe in equality. When all people want is what? What do we want? We want to be left alone. That's it. Government, stay out of my life, stay out of my house, stay out of my doctor's office. When I go see my doctor, let me and my doctor decide what I need, not Joe Brandon, not Tony Fauci, and not Justin Trudeau. I'll be right back. Okay, 9.55, we continue on this one day only effort to save babies' lives 
uh, through Preborn. Preborn, of course, it is, is an extraordinary ministry trying to save babies' lives through providing ultrasounds for women who are pregnant and may or may not decide, uh, that, or have decided, rather, if they want to save their baby. Ultimately, when they see their, their babies through ultrasound, they decide in favor of life. And Scott Wilder, that's what this is all about today. Tell us so much more. Yeah, it is. And let me thank some people that have called in the last couple minutes. Diane, thank you. Barry, Ed and Joe, Elizabeth, Kathy, thank you. James and Linda, thank you. Kathleen, Antonio, Bernard. We've heard from Strongsville. We've heard from Valley View. We've heard from Seven Hills. Avon, Parma, Wadsworth, Cleveland, of course. 833-850-2229. Let's save 10 babies in the next 10 minutes. Because we're going to save 200 uh, this hour and next hour. And every $140 saves five, provides five ultrasounds. The phone number is 833-850-2229. 833-850-2229. You know, it, it, it may seem like if you don't take sides, you know, you're not taking sides. But if you don't take sides, you're taking sides. You know, darkness has no power over light. It is light that dispels darkness. And if we don't shine a light, we allow darkness to continue uh, to triumph, Edmund Burke said. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men and women to do nothing. By doing nothing, you take a side. And so today, it's not enough to be outraged. You know, the Good Samaritan's not remembered for what he was outraged by. <laughs> He's not remembered for what he thought. He's not remembered for uh, what he felt. Uh, we didn't ask our pawpaws, uh, what did you feel in the war? We didn't ask our pawpaws, what did you think about the war? We asked our pawpaws, what did you do in the war? See, the doing is the proof that the feeling is real. And so, would you join us today? Today, we're saving babies. What are you doing? It's a one-day-only opportunity. Did it last year, year before? There are babies alive today because of what we did together. And, you know, the other side says, ah, oh, you guys just care about that one thing, getting them to you know, agree to have their baby. You don't care. if That's not true. Preborn is so much more than that one moment choosing life. I mean, it's a beginning of a two-year-long mentoring process. It includes providing free maternity clothes, free baby clothes, free diapers, strollers, cribs, formula, on and on the list goes. It is the single most effective thing you can do uh, if you really say you're pro-life. Don't look to the law to fix this. Laws don't change hearts. Look, I come to you from the great state of Texas, out in West Texas, where I-20 and I-10 come together. Right there near near Monahans, you know, out there near Marfa area, Marfa Lights. Anyway, uh, where where Monahans is, the posted speed is eighty five miles an hour. Posted. Now you might think, well, posted, but then you probably can go it. No, no, we go a hundred <laughs> because laws don't change people's hearts. You can't ban your way to righteousness in this. It is still a girl's right, uh, sadly, to be able to do this. It is also a girl's right to have her baby. So once her heart is changed by your introduction to her of her baby for the very first time, once her heart is changed, it doesn't matter if she's living in a uh, a real conservative state or a real liberal. She can live in Vermont. She can live in California. She can live in uh, Virginia or D.C. It doesn't matter. And what we raise here stays here. We're talking about your kids uh, right here at home. Uh, there's a girl that is just finding out she's pregnant. You know, Valentine's Day and all that. Uh, maybe is just going to find out this week that she's pregnant. And a year from now, she's going to make a decision. And whatever decision she makes will be her memory of this time of year for the rest of her life. Let me give you a quick example. Uh, a woman who gave $56 to save 
two babies, wrote in the comments section, I'm a senior citizen that had two abortions in my younger days out of fear, and I have regretted it ever since. Listen to the next sentence. I think of those children often and think of them every birthday they have missed. I hope my contribution in their memory and honor will save another young girl from this pain and sorrow. What she's saying is, I am a senior citizen. So for, perhaps for over half a century, that has been her memory at that time of year, every single year. We're saving babies. We're saving moms from regret and pain. Only if you'll join us at 833-850-2229, 833-850-2229, or online at whkradio.com. Scott, I'm going to be honest with you. That just put a chill up my spine. I swear to you, I got goosebumps on my arms, and I just felt that when she described how she thinks about them and what would have been their birthdays every single day, every, uh, every or excuse year. me, every year, rather, um, that's, a, that's a remarkably powerful it's thing. It's true, though. It's so true. I believe it. I believe every word. Yeah. I believe every word. And I know there are women who have, uh, you know, have regrets and maybe uh, would-be fathers who have regret, regrets when these decisions were made, and we want to try to avoid those regrets and save lives. 833-850-BABY. Let's save 10 babies during the newscast. What do you think? I think we can do that. $140 to save five of them, $280 to save 10 of them. Do what you can. 833-850-BABY. We'll get news. We'll come back. Mark Pukita will join us, and we'll continue with Scott Wilder on our one-day campaign for preborn, saving babies' lives through the magic of ultrasound, right here on AM 1420, The Answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.